0: And welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way It's a Southridge member podcast. My name is Carrie Jones, and today I want to highlight a really great personal story. So, if you don't already know her, I'm super happy to introduce you to Tamara Mose. Um, Tamara and her family are a part of our Southridge community, and the Glen Ridge location is home to them. Tamara and I actually work closely together in the family ministry world. And yeah, Tamara, can you say hello to everyone? Hello everybody. Awesome. So good to have you here. Okay, so before we dive into all kinds of things, why don't you share with us a bit about um about you and about your family?
1: Sure. Well, I'll share about my family first. So uh, my husband and I uh, have been married for 11 years now. His name is Jerry, and then we also have two daughters. So my daughter, Maya, she's seven years old now. She's in grade two. Um, she's a super energetic kid. She's also very artistic and creative. Hmm. Um, if you give her some cardboard uh, and some toilet paper rolls, she'll just spend hours creating, well, for, for example, a forest. Um, she's made grocery stores. She makes playgrounds for her hamsters. Like, yeah. Wow. She's a great kid. Um, and then my other daughter, Evie, is six years old. Um, she's in grade one right now. And it's been awesome having her back at school because she is just like a little sponge this year. It's really been neat seeing her transition from kindergarten to grade one. So, yeah, every day I'm just amazed, you know, by the things she's learning, the words she's spelling, but even more than that, just the confidence Mm. that's building in her um, over these past couple years at school. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Those are my girls. Yeah. And then, so Jerry, his family owns um, Rice Road Business, Uh, Rice Road Greenhouses, sorry. Um, It's a family business. Yep. Um, So yeah, he's quite busy there, especially during the spring. Uh, He works quite hard and yeah. um, Something I'd say about that is people often assume that, Somehow I've absorbed all kinds of plant knowledge over the past <laughs> years, but like they're completely wrong. I have no idea. People ask me questions and I don't know. I just haven't learned. Like, what's the point when somebody is willing to uh, do all your gardening for you?
0: <laughs> totally, totally. Well, and I've been to your, um, you know, we had a lot of family ministry team meetings in your backyard this summer. Mm. And so I can say that you do have some pretty amazing plants. <laughs> yeah. Nothing that I have anything to do with. (laughs) Um, You started to touch on it, but tell us about your family pets. Mm.
1: Yes. So we have, uh, both my girls have a pet hamster. Um, So yeah, Maya, she turned seven last January and that was her birthday present. And uh, like, I'm not a huge pet person. We haven't, I've had cats in the past, but I never really saw us having pets. Anyway, Mm. somehow we got into this thing where we were going to get it for her birthday. And they've honestly been a huge blessing. Like these girls just play with them. They love on them. They go to them when they're sad. Like it's just, it's been pretty neat to watch. Um, So Maya had one. And then we decided we might as well get one too, because otherwise they're just over it.
0: (laughs) Sure. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's amazing. And, you know, I, um, knowing we have other parents uh, listening today wh- what has it been like for you parenting through the pandemic
1: hmm that's a good question I think it's gotten easier um, mm-hmm. those first few months I think like many of us can remember they were long um, they weren't sure. always easy you know we were doing school from home uh, trying to work from home and somehow go to the grocery store like only once a week which mm. for me is really hard (laughs) um so yeah those those things were tough even just being on the same page parenting through things that we just never really had to think about so yeah just finding ways to um for Jerry and I to be respectful with each other and um and parent through that was was yeah not always easy but it's gotten easier and then just having them you know back in school um it's gone really smoothly it's been a blessing so we can kind of we can really enjoy our time together now in the evenings and on the weekend um, without those distractions that kind of we had in those first days of pandemic. (laughs)
0: Sure. Sure. Um, We've all kind of found a new normal in a sense.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it just also amazes me kind of how, how adaptable um, the kids have been. Um, They just continue to like build friendships and, um develop in the ways we would expect them to so it's just kind of neat like I'm sure a lot of my parenting um difficulties or when we have those moments they're just normal I think you know kids are yeah they've just kind of adapted in this season and they're just doing their their regular old thing finding joy
0: where they would normally find joy so it's kind of neat oh that's cool Mm -hmm. and so like on a personal level, during these crazy COVID days, what have you found to be bringing you joy? What has been sustaining you as a person?
1: Yeah, so I think, especially with such a beautiful week that we've had this past week, um, just being Mm -hmm. outside, having more forced time outside, um, whether it's visiting with people or just, yeah, going for walks. I love going for walks, um, going for hikes with the family, things like that. And just in general, kind of being able to enjoy this beautiful nature that we have around us um Hmm. yeah and also I find joy in like a good book uh, maybe in an episode of Schitt's Creek something like that um so yeah and what sustains me I would say is just like my days of rest so now that the kids are in school I can actually um take my days off and you know after kind of getting those mundane things like errands and cleaning the house and stuff, just kind of recharge emotionally Mm. and mentally, um, by taking that time to rest.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can track with you, um, about the weather. Like, I mean, we've been really spoiled with good weather this fall and, and just feels like so many of us are taking advantage of, of being outside and seeing people face to face. And yeah, it's been really, really important and life-giving.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. I can really track with that. So I also know that, you know, you're just a lifelong learner and Tamara, I often hear you talking about podcasts you're listening to or or books that you've devoured and a book that you're reading. And so just to give people a, a bit of a window into, into who you are, like what are some of the best books and podcasts that you've been listening to lately?
1: Yeah. So I'm, terrible for answering that question sometimes so I've actually started keeping a list of books I've read and books oh, you I've have. because people ask me what have you read recently and I'm like ah, something good I know what was it? <laughs> so, um, so I have a list ongoing list and I also am over ambitious when I go to the library so I take out five books to read in the three-week period right so sure that's not realistic so then I can write those down and, you know go back to them eventually when I have some time but yeah, recently I finished um, a couple good novels. One of them is called *There There by Tommy Orange. And then oh, the other one is a novel called This Is How It Always Is by Laurie Frankel.
0: Oh, I just started that one.
1: Yeah, both really great novels. Um, uh, I'm a huge sucker for novels, but I also love to read books um, that are nonfiction as well. So um, a couple more that stand out maybe from the last six months. I read a book called Notes to Self by Emily Pine. Hmm. And another one, uh, between the world and me, by Tennessee Coates. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but both really, really good, good reads as well. So, yeah, there's lots more, but we cool. don't want me to really talk about that.
0: <laughs> no, that's great. And any, um, any podcasts that you've oh, been yeah. listening to lately on your drive or on your walks.
1: Yeah, so I kind of flip flop between podcasts. So I, other than the South Ridge podcast, of course, yes, of course, that one as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love Brené Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us. Mm, me um, too. Sarah Bessie's podcast, um, The Evolving Faith podcast, and oh, so Layla Sads podcast is called The Good Ancestor podcast. That's another good one. Oh, and I then I also love Good. Criminal Investigative podcast. So I listen to a couple CBC ones. There's someone knows something, and then they also have another one called Uncover. So I'm always open oh. for suggestions. So
0: <laughs> awesome, Tamara, those are great. I'm I'm always looking for um, a new podcast, and so thanks for giving us a window into what you're learning these days. Um, I want to shift gears now and talk about your background. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, you know, like where you grew up and what you studied in school and, um, Mm -hmm. and even, yeah, let's start there and then I have more questions. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up
1: in St. Catharines. Um, I lived here until I went to the university of Guelph. So I lived there for four years and I got my degree there in psychology.
0: Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, how did you land in working with children with special needs? Like, tell us about that journey.
1: Yeah, so during university, um, I was working with a family there um, that had a son with Asperger's syndrome, which is now considered part of the autism spectrum disorder. Okay. So I guess that's kind of where my passion for working with children and specifically children with special needs began. Um, yeah, and then after university, I worked a few jobs in. Day camps um, and doing private respite care. And then I landed working in a group home for adults um, at Bethesda. Mm. Um, and about a year after that, I got a job with Bethesda again in their children's autism program, um, doing like an intensive teaching therapy. So I was there for about seven years while I had both oh, wow. girls. Yeah. And then after Evie was born, I kind of decided that working full time was, was a lot with two little ones at home. Sure. Um, Yeah. So then I took a part-time role um, at Beacon Christian School as an EA and I was there for about a year. It was a great experience, but again, I kind of just decided after that to um, be at home with my kids until they were in school.
0: Okay. Neat. Yeah. And so um, were, were you surprised by, you know, the, how that all unfolded in your life or did that feel very natural? Um,
1: yeah, I, I don't think it was surprising. Like, I think, um, Mm. starting in the group home at Bethesda was a good kind of in into the autism program. Um, yeah, and it just, it just kind of kept happening, right? Like, even in that program, I worked a different, a couple different jobs, and Mm. yeah, it just... I guess it wasn't too surprising. No, like knowing that I went to school for psychology, I'm sure that kind of seed was planted even before yeah. I finished university. So it's just hard to remember to those days
0: sometimes. <laughs> for sure. Oh, that's really neat. Yeah. yeah. And then share with us the story of how and when your family found your way to Southridge.
1: Okay, so Jerry and I, um, we started attending Southridge Um before we got married, I think just from oh, that right. time, we were kind of looking for an alternative to maybe a more conservative church, um, and just, we're looking for a church that felt right for both of us, Sure. So then after we got married, we decided um, that we would choose Southridge to be our home church.
0: Oh, that's cool, mm-hmm. and okay, so in the last, I guess, 11 or 12 years that you've been around Southridge, like, what have you most appreciated about our church?
1: Um, that's a good question. Um, and I think over the years that answer probably has changed, um, just depending on the different Hmm. stages and phases of growth and stuff. Um, but to kind of give one answer, um, I would say that Southridge has just been a safe place, um, for me to explore, and grow in my faith and just learn about a God who loves me um, and who has endless grace for me and and who has that same love and grace for each and every one of us, um, regardless of who we are and what we've done. So, yeah, I just really appreciate how inclusive and welcoming Southridge is for all people, including myself. So,
0: yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. hmm Well, and some of our listeners might know this, some might not, Tamara is um, actually on our staff right now, and so along with Amy Hand, Tamara is covering Jade Bowie's uh, maternity leave, and so Amy and Tamara together are um, this dynamic duo and they are um, serving as the family ministry directors of administration. And so Tamara, we've absolutely loved having you on our team Mm -hmm. Um, this past year. I mean, Jade's mat leave has, um, or will be 18 months. And I think it's safe to say that it's, it's flown by. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure that before you, um, you said yes to this opportunity, you had no idea that you would be serving in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, so anyways, do you recall um, how you became a volunteer um, in our family ministry world and how that led to your um, staff role? I thought it'd be really cool if you could share that story.
1: Sure, definitely. Um, so kind of like I mentioned earlier, I had decided to take off some time off of work while the kids were little. Mm -hmm. Um, And when Evie started JK, I decided that I wanted to start with volunteering just because I wasn't sure, you know, about what kind of commitment I wanted to make in terms of a work um, commitment. And honestly, I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to work and what I wanted to dive back into. So volunteering felt like a, a good first step. Sure. So I had seen that Jade had posted maybe on Facebook or something, um, the summer before about helping out during the week, doing some admin work. And I thought that I would enjoy that. And Jade was one of my friends. So I thought it would be kind of neat to get involved that way. So when September rolled around, I reached out to Jade to ask if she still needed some help. And she said, yes. Um, so we met with you as well, Carrie for lunch. And we just kind of chatted about what that would look like. And I started to come in, um, into the office once a week for a few hours doing some admin work mm-hmm. and then we also started to brainstorm and work together with Jade and your team and some other key volunteers on starting a special needs ministry.
0: Right, so, yeah
1: after doing that for I don't know five or six months then Jade asked me about whether or not I would be interested in possibly covering her maternity leave um, later that year, and I was kind of hesitant at first because of the full-time hours and kind of knowing myself and what family life was like, what I can handle, I just wasn't sure. Sure. Yeah, and then I guess the neat thing was that kind of at the same time, Amy was also interested in the role and also kind of feeling hesitant maybe about full time hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it worked out quite beautifully that your guys's team was able to find a way for us to split Jade's maternity leave. and yeah, it's been a great experience so far this past year and a bit.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I remember back in those early days when uh, you were coming in, I think it was a morning a week and, and mm-hmm. you were, um, you know, helping Jade with a whole bunch of filing and administrative stuff. And then it wasn't long before we realized that not only did you have this background in working with children with special needs, you had this real passion. And it was right around the time that we were starting to have A lot of conversations about how to make our church more accessible, more inclusive, how to make our church a safer place Mm -hmm. for children with special needs. And so the timing of having you around our department in those days was really, really great because, you know, we could pick your brain and ask you questions and ask you about resources. And that was just really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, What do you most miss these days about not gathering on Sunday mornings?
1: I think it's the kids. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I just, I love the energy that a Sunday morning in kids ministry brings me. So yeah, during those seven months or so on staff, before we moved to online services, I kind of got to... Got to wear many hats and (laughs) be part of many different roles. So whether it was like leading a small group or doing some one-on-one support um, or even just being in the nursery with the babies, like I just really enjoyed being with the kids and also the opportunity that it gives you to meet um, families and just connect with parents. So yeah, that's what I would say I miss. I also miss, I love the worship and the singing that we do on a Sunday morning. So I miss that Mm -hmm. as well. That feels (laughs) good.
0: Got it. Yeah. yeah. I hear you for sure. Um, well, as I mentioned, you know, and as you've mentioned, Tamara, your your background and your passion is in working with children with special needs. And so then you came into the family ministry world. You took on a lot of um, admin um, roles and you actually are championing our plan to protect policy right now, and part of your job description, among many other things, is overseeing and advancing our special needs ministry. And so I'd love it if you could talk about some of the steps that we've taken over the past year or year and a half, Mm -hmm. um, and even what's in the works for the future.
1: Sure. So yeah, like we said, it we kind of got up and running maybe a year and a half ago. Um, so we were able to get some really amazing leaders on board, um, that could help support our children with special needs on a Sunday morning. So whether they support them like in a one-on-one, um, way, or even just like floating in a larger group and kind of supporting numerous children. Um, so yeah, getting those people in place was, was a huge, huge win for us. Um, we also created some spaces, so we have a quiet area, so that that's a place where a child could take a break, um like a short break from the large group experience if it was kind of overstimulating for them. Mm-hmm. In that quiet area we also have like nice beanbag chairs and pillows and then like kind of a uh what we call a sensory bin so just some toys that might help meet some sensory needs. Mm-hmm. Um we also created a movement area so just a place where a kid could go and burn off some extra energy if need be. Um, we added materials of different sizes so Children have options when they're using, you know, Mm -hmm. pens, markers, crayons, scissors, that kind of stuff. Yeah. We created an all about me sheet so parents could, you know, give us more detailed information about their children, things that work for them, things that may be difficult for them, what their strengths are and all kinds of things. Um, So that just really helps us to um, prepare for a new child or get to know a child that's already there. Yeah, and yeah, we also implemented some communication binders so that our leaders Mm -hmm. can share successes and strategies for the children that they're supporting. So those are kind of the things that um, we did, yeah, to get that special needs ministry up and running. And then we also our St. Catherine's location um, needed some big changes made to make it more accessible. Uh-huh. We had a, a bunch of things done, which were super exciting. So we had a ramp that was built in our gym, like where our kids meet on a Sunday morning to make that accessible.
0: Uh-huh. And oh, that looks so good.
1: Yeah, it looks amazing. And uh, we also were able to get our elevator back up and running so that yeah. everyone was able to access the kids' area, which is really cool. Yep. Um So yeah, previously anyone that needed an alternative to the stairs, we had to walk all the way around to a side door. So Um, We had a few families that were really gracious and patient with us. And yeah, we were just really happy when that became reality. And then the other change that was made at our St. Catherine's location was that we got some new accessible doors by our front Mm -hmm. office entrance. Right. So yeah, just the amazing thing I would say about all those changes was we had so many people that donated time and resources to make those changes a reality. Um, yeah, and it was really just amazing how our staff and our community kind of came on board and helped with with those different projects.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay. And I know right before COVID hit, you um, mm-hmm. we were actually in the process of planning a ribbon cutting ceremony. Yeah, yeah, we wanted. Do so to... you want to maybe talk about that? And and I mean, sure. yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, so yeah, we just wanted to
1: plan a little ceremony where we could celebrate pretty much all those things, celebrate mm-hmm. the people that had, you know, given their time and resources and just kind of showcase to our community what was up and the things that we were doing. And yeah, just pretty much that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll press pause on that and um, look forward to the day that that can happen in person. For sure. Tamara, you so clearly have a heart for justice, um, and around here you've become an absolute advocate for inclusivity and accessibility, and I'd love to hear about, you know, what are your dreams, what are, what are your prayers for the future of, um, of, of the special needs ministry here at Southridge, and really just what are your, your hopes and dreams and, and prayers for us as a church, and, you know, what do you believe we can do to become a safer and more accessible and inclusive church? How can all of us play a role in this? Yeah, that's that's a good question.
1: So I think my dreams and my prayers for this ministry um, would be that the Special Needs Ministry just places places itself on so many more people's hearts in our community. So mm-hmm. I think the people that have been involved so far – um, in this ministry, they've been amazing. Um, they've been a huge blessing to the families that they're serving, and they've also been blessed and impacted equally back by those families. So right. it's just truly a reciprocal, reciprocal relationship, I think, um, when we're working with and serving our families here at Southridge. Um, and I think that just being able to offer a safe and inclusive space for a child and their family where ultimately what we're doing is showing them God's love by way of showing them our love. I think that can be really contagious. So I want people to know about the rewards of being in community with our families. Um, Mm. And I want families to know that Southridge is a place where they belong, where their children belong. And more than that, where they're, well, they'll be able to experience community and friendship and God's love. So I guess, yeah, simply that's my prayer is for people to know these things. Um, And then the role that you can play and that all of us can play is just to put this ministry on our hearts. So whether it's praying for us, whether it's reaching out to us or get involved if this is something that you're feeling on your heart, you know, whether it's in helping us to create more accessible and inclusive and safe spaces, or if you want to come on board as a family ministry support leader, like we would love for you to get involved and be a part of what we're doing. Um, And if you know a family that has a child with special needs, that's looking for the church community, you know, maybe they feel like it would be difficult for their child to attend. Let them know that we want to meet them where they're at and support them in every way possible.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Thank you so much, Tamara, for joining us here today. Um, Yeah. It's just been, you know, really meaningful to hear your, your story um, you know, your journey that brought you to Southridge and, and brought you on staff and, and your heart for kids with special needs and for their families and to be inspired by all of that and, and just the role that the church can play. So yeah, we're so, so grateful to have you and Jerry and Maya and Evie as a part of our church family and just really great to have you on here with us today. So thank you, Tamara. Yes, thank you for having me. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. We will see you next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everyone. Bye for now.